Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is time, and that means CY is here, the big Clinton Yates, and, and uh, Shinano is here. Hello. Wait, Shinano, where are you? I just got home. Okay. Um, I was on a flight from Philly and uh, just got back, landed around like 2.30 or so, and then uh, wasn't going to make it on the 10 to the station. Yeah, no way. I've done that. By the time I landed, because as you know, just because you land doesn't mean you get to the gate, then you got to get your stuff. And you got to get to the car, so I would have. I probably wouldn't have made it till four thirty by the time it was. Okay, it. so for people who don't know, George worked the sidelines last night of the most talked about game of the yeah. night. Oh my god! Which yeah. was the Philadelphia 76ers being eliminated by the Miami Heat. Okay. Stephen A. After the game, Sedano basically yes. suggested that James Harden was trying to get Doc Rivers fired. Right. Um, he didn't mince words about it at all. This morning, Daryl Morey came out, said, Doc's our coach. He's going to be here. We have not heard See, anything John, from I, Doc. I would, I would, now, I wasn't there for the postgame because, as you know, we leave right after the game. After right. I'm done interviewing Jimmy. and But I did see the quotes and then saw the video. And I would suggest that maybe James Harden was trying to get uh, Doc fired. I don't know if that's the case. But it did sure as hell sound like Doc was trying to get himself fired. What? What do you mean? By sitting there and saying that he's done nothing wrong. Go write something everything. about. Here's, yeah, here's, here's what George is talking about. It, he, after the game, was asked about his job security. And here's what Have he said. you thought about job security? I don't worry about my job, Howard. I think I do a, a terrific job. And if you don't, then you should write it. Because <laughs> I worked my butt off to get this team here. When I first got here, no one picked us to be anywhere. Uh, and again this year, the same thing. So if that's how anyone feels, write it, and I, I'm going to feel secure about it. George, do you think that Doc might just plain walk away? Forget about getting no, let no, go? No, he, no, he's going to take – he wants his money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, there are other people that might consider okay. Glenn Rivers a decent head coach for their team. Well, if- when one of them might be across the street. Uh, the But uh, Sedano – Wait, wait, and then he also said, just so you know, mm-hmm. that then he just ripped the team – uh, roster construction apart. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about here? Yeah, he like c- completely eviscerated the roster construction. They don't have enough talent and this and that and the other. Like he was going full fledged. It was awesome. Um, what do you think, George? Happened with Harden? Twenty two minutes in the second half, he took two shots. I don't care if he goes zero for twelve, but zero for two. I don't know what he's thinking. What do you think? Uh, I think he went full James Harden, right? Like, we've seen this. Uh, he did this in an elimination game against the Spurs back in, like, 2018 or whatever it was when Kawhi was in street clothes and they lost, like, 30-something points. So there's that. And here's what I'll tell you, John. Just from talking to – look, I mean, I did the game of Hubie Brown yesterday. You know, there's a lot of NBA people there, players alike, former players, et cetera, et cetera. Even Joel Embiid said as much in, in, in nicer terms when he was asked about Harden. He said – you know, everyone expects him to be the Houston Harden. He's just not that player anymore, and he's not. It, you know, Tim Legler did an amazing, um, like, uh, telestration is what they call it. Right, I saw it. It was great. Yeah, yeah, where he can't beat anybody off the dribble anymore. Like, he's just – his body has 
betrayed him because it's not like he's treated it like a temple or anything over the last, you know, Okay, so years. you guys, this lends itself. Mason and I were talking about this earlier. If you're Philly, what do you do about Harden? He has a $47 million player option next year. Oh, this year. is great. This is great. Um, George, I make you GM. You, you're Daryl Morey for a day. Him. What do you nope. do? I, I don't pay him, but Daryl's in an interesting conundrum because Daryl Morey obviously was his GM in Houston. Daryl Morey traded Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, and two first-round picks for him. And, and, and Ben Simmons, oh, by the way. And, and Ben Simmons. He's right, head also. over heels in love with him, yes. Right, and then at the MIT Sloan Conference, which should basically basically just be called the Morey Conference, it's the analytics conference in sports every year in Boston, he came out in a, a, a sports coat and a shirt that was a Harden meme. And then he called him his basketball Jesus uh, in front of an entire crowd of people. So, you know, if I'm James Harden, who doesn't have an agent, uh, he agents himself, uh, I would be like, hey, what, you don't want to give me the full max? I thought I was your basketball Jesus. Um, so I, I, he's in a really tough spot because Doc doesn't want him, uh, it sounds like. It doesn't sound like Embiid's crazy about him. Correct. And uh, and honestly, I don't think Tyrese Maxey loves him either. Um, and, he, you know, so I, they're in a tough, tough spot. Yeah. Clinton, what would you do? I would get rid of James Harden. Flat. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, just I, trade I just, him any way I, you can. I, I, tra- get, get rid of him off your roster. But that's a difficult thing from a personal standpoint because Maury loves him. And, and I don't just mean – I'm not saying that facetiously, but he's – mortgaged like half of his professional career for the sake of James Harden. Like at some point you've got to admit this didn't work and you've got to take a pick, George, you pick somebody, you you can pick any one of those people. You can pick doc, you can pick Embiid, you can pick any other player, Maxi, but you can't pick Harden and expect yourself to be in a position to win an NBA title. I think James has to go. Okay. I have a question. (laughs) What part of California is Ohio in central where? Central California, Ojai. Wikipedia? I don't know where that is. Southern California City. Yeah, Wikipedia. If you're, if you're relying on um, Wikipedia. Ojai, California. <laughs> located in Ventura County. Ojai is located oh, in Southern California. Ventura County gets you some gets some points for your argument. Yep. I forgot it was in Ventura County. Is this an old bit? Did I miss no, he, no. He, he got eliminated lo- from a I game. Oh, you lost game on Because I said, oh, hi, they said that's not Southern well, California. If, 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 I know if, it's if, Southern California. I've been there. It is. Which is the horizontal <laughs> one? Longitude or latitude? Uh, latitude. La- longitude is the vertical one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so latitude is, is la- east-west. East-west. Okay. Ojai is only a little further north than where Santa Clarita is, uh, you know, if you're looking at it horizontally. Okay. Yep. Fun fact. Well, yep. You just really screwed up on the next one. Protest. Phoenix yeah. and Atlanta. <laughs> protest. Phoenix and Atlanta are on the same latitude. Fun fact. Really? Wow. Phoenix and Atlanta? Atlanta? That's why I call Phoenix White Atlanta. That's a separate story. Oh, that's, that's, very funny. <laughs> that's a little tease, little tease for what's coming up. That's very funny. Uh, yeah. Hey, now, when when Cappy's not here, who who's are you relying on to bring the funny? Like, is CY going to be the funny one? Oh, CY is Shadano going to be the funny uh, one? CY is full of personality. Oh, okay? I, no, I'm Thank not questioning you, that. But also, George, but I was also funny. I was also in the building yesterday, so we've got updates from yesterday that I've got to yeah. fill Sedano in on. There right. was a lot of things I'm, that happened on air, yeah. a lot of things that happened on the side. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. In terms, I'm of sure all Cappy the, was somewhat of an embarrassment. No, at no, no, he was Don't he was over that, he was overdressed. He looked no, good. No, he, he wore a suit. I think he had cufflinks on. A he was suit? on his best behavior, and he brought his son Justin, who was yes. also on his best behavior. It was an A plus effort out of him. 
Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine growing up with Cappy as your no, dad? I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to be a fun. kicker? Yes, Dad. <laughs> I would love kid. to be a kicker. He's yeah. a pretty good kicker, though. No, we had fun yesterday, though, Sedano. It was uh, the, the Super Bowl trophy. You can't believe just being in the room yeah. with the trophy itself is like... Yeah. Oh, Whoa, yeah, well, we were at the draft house. We, oh, we that's right, you were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we saw it at the draft house. But now, it's, it's, I, I was going to say, it's got like a gravitational pull. Like, everybody gets pulled. We were sure. like so incidental to what was going on there. Everybody going Literally, the we're on the, side on the side while the stage was where the Lombardi trophy was. Yeah. Completely moved the entire setup of the broadcast I, just for the sake of looking at the trophy. I, I totally get it. Now, let me ask you this, Mason, in Ireland, and mm-hmm. I don't know if see why you were listening to this earlier. But you guys did a bit earlier asking if you would not listen to music for a year or listen to the song you hated the most. Correct. For, uh, you know, over and over and over again. On, on a loop. Basic. What yeah. are right. choices? Okay. Now, I heard all your songs. Yes. Because okay, I was listening on the app on my flight. And there is no question that one of you has by far the most annoying song. Thanks, okay? Susanna. I thought it was Bergman. I've been it hearing all four was Bergman. Is Greg Bergman. Yeah. It's really? not even close. <laughs> the worst song yeah. ever. Mine's annoying, but Bergman's was like Barbie Girl painful. by Aqua is yeah. the worst song in the history of wow. music. You're a hater. Barbie. You what? like it? No way. Barbie Girl, that, that song little listen, Danish listen, duo. Listen, we can get into the discussion about why that song isn't in the movie. And one of the greatest rulings in California Appellate State history in which the judge said... <laughs> When they sued each other for various defamation points, and they went through all the stuff, and the judge wrote this whole thing about the cultural importance of Barbie and all this stuff, and he said his ruling was the two parties need to chill. That's what. Yes, that's exactly what he wrote as a judge. So, like, yeah. I like that song because of its cultural relevance. It's definitely a terrible song, though. No, no, but that well, that's great a cool video, story. though. Great video. Cool it's story. A billion not, views, by the way. Does not make it less annoying. Great video. I don't know. I've never. I don't remember the. What video. about what? for you, uh, Clint, most annoying song? Annoying uh, song. The Nicki one that Minaj makes you Starships comes to mind. <laughs> a very similar sounding song. Yes. In, yes. In the same world, like right. I feel like I'd hear it at Charles Entertainment Cheese a lot. You know. Shadano, what about you? Oh man, my humps by Black Eyed Peas. I hated that. See, song. I had a Black Eyed Peas song too. I find the Black Eyed Peas—they're earworms and they stick in your head. But yeah. I'm not a Black Eyed Peas. This fan. is Starships. I don't find this song all that annoying. If I, you if you were like at if you were covering a baseball team every day the year this came out, oh my god! And they just played it ad nauseum over and over and over. And I didn't even realize I didn't know who this song was by the first six months that I heard it because I sort of tuned it out. Then I was like, oh my goodness. Nicki Minaj has made oh, her way into my brain. Yeah. I, I I've got a better one actually Cap. for the uh, you know for the Southern California audience. Okay. Yo, my the Disco goes, Duck though. by Rick Dees. No, Don't I actually kind of like it. terrible goes. song. Disco Duck by Rick Dees made him a ton of money. Yeah. I know, but it's we still used a to work. Song. Mason and I used to work on the same floor as Rick Dees over. So the did old... I. Sure. Okay. So and Rick would walk by all the time, and we were convinced, and we'd say him every day. Uh, <laughs> he didn't know which one of us was Mason and which one of us was Ireland. That's a great bit. <laughs> yeah, he would just walk. Hey, hey guys. Hey, oh, hey. Mason. He would Mason Ireland. He knew there was a guy named Steve and he knew there was a guy named John. So every right. time he Steve walked John, by one of us, Steve and John. Hey, Steve yeah. John. <laughs> Steve and John. You were a tandem yeah. always. And, and this just, is no. It was just like I would walk down the hall and he'd say to me, 
Hey, Stephen John, Stephen right. John. And then I did. There, there was a double finger gun okay, there. So, those who don't so know. then, then now, now, Rick D's, I believe, also looked like Shooter McGavin. In, uh, yes, Happy that's exactly what he was doing. Yes, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. big so, time Shooter McGavin. Tr- true story. In the construct of that old building over in uh, Burbank, okay, Mason and I were in an air studio, and immediately across from the door when we left our air studio was Rick D's private bathroom. Okay, wow. now private for bathroom. Mason and I. We would have to walk out of, kind of like what you have to do here, out of the main building, down a hall, three the left side. Over the river and through the woods. Right. And, uh, but Rick would never let anyone else use the bathroom nope. except for Ellen. Ellen Kay, who was married to the GM, who was married to Roy Laughlin, could use the bathroom. And so Mason and I would be running out of the studio and they'd be walking literally right outside our yep. door. Hey guys, how you doing? They'd shut the door, lock it, we'd run down the hall. You guys are doing shuttle runs like yeah. in Indianapolis. It, it was at like, the combine. like here. Yeah. It wow. was like super weird. That's tough. That's tough. Um, yeah, the disco duck is a terrible song. That Sorry, is an Rick. awful song. Lord doing a great job by the way, pulling all those up yeah. real quickly. Just just want to say I l- listen, I just want to say, my humps is well, better we were, than I thought that, it was. Listen. It's a great play call in the red zone. Yeah. All right? When the things are going down and you might want to approach, my humps comes on, you can reasonably approach and not make a scene out of yourself. It's not like, oh, I think I'm the man. It's not like a return of the Mac kind of situation. It's not some other song where you're like, I'm doing too much. My humps is like, all right, I'm going to go talk to the person that I wanted to talk to. Oh, the Black Eyes Peas still together no, i think no. fergie left the black eyed peas sure. well she got married and had she, kids she, will she i am did like uh, she did like what gloria stefan did to the miami sound machine in the 80s you know what i mean like yeah see just, a sound machine yeah, yeah they're, it they're, was just like gloria after they're that. not a relic but they're an act of the past yeah for sure makes me you know that uh, song made me think i should i haven't gone out dancing in a long time where do you go dancing? oh tonight's your night um well like, no, Mace, what kind of place do you go? Dancing? Mace, me and you, Abby, tonight. Let's go. Abby's not really a dance club. Oh, I danced last time I was there. No. Lisa no, told me to did. get off that table. You've been to the Abby. It's not a dance <laughs> no, it's place. not. The Abby is you go chill. I mean, you might get a little too drunk and that was me. out, but then it's not a dance. That was they, me. They changed all the bars there since uh, yeah. I used to go. Yeah, if different. you go out dancing somewhere on any night of any week, DTS. school night. Hit me up. Right. DTS. I'll be there. Oh, Yo. he just hit a little body well, roll. Yeah, you know, Yo. Mace yeah, yeah, he's got the overbite. He's got the overbite going. Yeah. You do have the overbite. Yeah. All right. I'm down. So I will be downtown there no matter Fullerton, what. Downtown Fullerton, man. All right. All right. And, have... uh, and drunken golf next week, right? I, well, listen, it's top golf. You called it pot golf on the air yesterday. Pot golf. Do what you want. Love Bring that. whatever you like. We'll be in El Segundo. Greg that, and I that will is be a there. fabulous facility. It's right around there? the corner from where uh, I live. It's very... George. You, you, how, how could you fall into that hole so easily? Come on. I mean, I'm just asking. The oldest joke in the book, you know. But I'm joking. Yes, my wallet will be there because I plan on paying. Greg didn't know that until oh. just now. Oh, oh by the way, I mean, great. I was planning to. You don't know what you just committed to. No, you to. told me yesterday yeah. it's pretty pricey. But hi, I'm Television's Clinton Yates. So we there you go. There you go. Works out for you. All right. Hey, we're back Monday at one o'clock, and coming up next is a whole bunch of stupid. And yeah. George will <laughs> yep. also get to that Lakers thing. That Lakers, there's a lot Lakers of Lakers thing things coming up to get to. Uh, all right, everybody, have a good weekend. See you Monday, seven ten, ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, yeah. I'll fill in. I'm here. We did it. I pressed the flesh with Scott Kaplan yesterday. Yeah. Everybody was in the building. Justin yeah. Kaplan was there as well. That young man is doing very well in the... My dad's a kicker, now I'm a kicker streets. We had a lot going on in the building, George. It kind of felt like one of those things where somebody has a party, but you've got to go out of town with your parents on some weird family trip, and mm-hmm. you're the one that did that, and we all had the sweetest sleep over the year. <laughs> one of so those did deals. you guys clean up the house after uh, you know before I came back? Is Absolutely not, but that's no. what this show is for. But no, right. it was a good time, and the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy was there. And again, we were talking about this in Crosstalk. Scott showed well, George. Scott showed well. He looked great. Good. Everything was going well. It was a fantastic experience. I'm glad I went. As long as he didn't talk about the third tight end yesterday, I'm fine. Oh, no. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? I, I was I was regaling him with my tales of being at the Kentucky Derby. Oh. And DeMarco was there. So it was, it was fun. The vibe was very good. Laura, am I wrong? You could hear it on the other side of the glass. I'm asking you, what did it sound like from here? It sounded amazing, and I was very upset I was not there. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's great to hear then. It was, it was a good time. Though. You know if someone's mad that they're not there is because you. it sounds real good. It was now, I, I wanted to start the show talking about uh, baseball, because we're going to talk a lot about basketball. We just talked basketball with Mason in Ireland mostly, uh, and music. But I, I there's this story that Michael Funches was in for Lindsay today, uh, brought to my attention, CY, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is – totally something that either you're going to be 1000% in on or you're going to completely poo poo, right? Like there's, I don't believe there is anywhere in between on this particular subject matter when it comes to you because it involves baseball. Okay. So right away, I feel like I've got you hooked. Is that fair? Yes. Let's let's we're, I'm on the hook. I might get off, but let me know. What are we doing? All All right. So before we get to the bad news with the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw, let's have some fun with this. Sure. The Dodgers are hosting their first ever adult baseball camp. Are you in? Oh, fantasy camp is what I live for. Right. George, are you kidding me? Here's the where here's oh, we're going straight to the next step here, which is who are the instructors? I okay. need to know who's involved with I, the I'll give you I'll give you a camp. list, Lynn. Go I'll give you a list. Tell us. Let no, me know. No more Garcia Parra. Oh, number five. Let's go. Andre Ethier. <laughs> okay. Manny Moda. All right. Steve Yeager, Jerry Harrison Jr., and Eric Gagne. Jay Hayes there? I'm yes. in. I love yeah. Jerry Harrison. Great head of hair, dresses very well on television. He does. Leans yes. on the bat. Friend of the program. Guy, friend the of the way. program. Yeah. A very, very high ranking member of base running Twitter. He talks about base running a lot. And I love talking about him with, oh, I lo- I'm all in on Fantasy Camp 10,000%. Okay, now do you want to know what the price is? Does it, you know, because that could potentially, you know, I don't know if it's a hurdle. And now you are uh, television's Clinton Yates, right? So this, yeah, yes, you know, and, so. and and also, of course, an emissary, the yeah. president of the local yeah. chapter of the Handsome Man community. So correct prices correct. are you know fungible, but you know yeah. what what is the price? 
$3,900. Wow. I thought you were going to say 5K. Not going to lie. It's actually not. I don't think, you know. Now, Fungi, how many days is this? Is like, oh, was Three it days. One day? Three days. Three days. Okay. Wow. Is it are all, there snacks included? Is it like all inclusive? All your meals yeah. are included in yeah. your very own Dodger say. uniform. Juice box? You, you know? <laughs> you keep the uniform? You keep the uniform. Yours. Bring your own glove. Bring your own bat. Keep the uniform. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you bring your own glove and bat. bat. But yeah, uniform is yours. I would 3900 say, CY. I would say, George, at that price, you've got to throw in a bat for everybody who shows up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on. Dole out some lumber. Give yeah. some things to people <laughs> that they don't have that they can take home. The uniforms are one thing. They can yeah. buy those in the store. The lumber you're not going to get. Maybe personalize a couple. I'm thinking that because I've been in Louisville recently and I've seen a lot of bats factories. But. I love this idea. Why don't we do a remote from there? What's going on? What are, what's happening? Uh, let's do this. Let's go. Let's make it happen. I'd be I feel like there's a bit here, too. Like, we we videotape you at the fantasy camp. You with Nomar. Yeah. You know, you, you know. Taking you, ground yeah. balls. Yeah. Turning yeah. double plays. Little right. footwork. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. Shagging the, fly balls no, no, out no. there George, with Ethier. George, George you let know? me explain something to you. Yeah. I played baseball competitively for a decent amount of my life, pretty large amount of time. I played exactly zero pitches on the outfield. Wow. I cannot track a fly ball to save my life. You want to hit it hit it at me off the bat, buck 14, I can pick it up. I can get it across the diamond. I cannot track a fly ball. Okay. <laughs> it, just, okay. it just doesn't happen. Ball so basically, air, you're like, going to have to work with Nomar and Jay Hare is yes, basically what exactly. you're saying. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I love this. Because I, I, I felt like this right away was totally up your alley. Yeah. No, for sure. I remember back when I was a kid and, like, you know, when I was in D.C. when they didn't have a baseball team, the O's used to have this. And right. friends of my dad used to go. And it'd be, you know, old An farts. adult camp. An adult camp. They called yeah. it a fantasy camp because yeah. it was, you know, basically old guys who yeah. wanted to drink beer and smoke cigars with their friends who had enough money to afford this kind of nonsense. But yeah. not every team has that. They would do it in the first week before spring training, typically. Yeah. Um, and I always thought to myself, like, man, maybe I can root for a team that's got a fantasy camp. The Nats don't have one, but the Dodgers having one, I'd go there. Jay Hare, if you're listening to me, please hit your boy up with an invite. There we go. It's in. We're done. We're in. I feel like that we got to get the social team involved. We got to get you in a uniform. I'll be there. I mean, I, I feel like you in the in in, in Dodger whites. I mean that oh. that I feel like it, it's going to be. I mean the handsome man society. <laughs> that 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 needs to be one of the photos that's included in the uh, the sure. portfolio oh, in yes. the brochure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely, I'm, I'm no completely doubt. down. Now, Are we going with high socks, Clinton. Oh, what, what kind of question is that? That's obvious. <laughs> yeah, obvious. Yeah. All right, we're going full full everything. You know, yeah. I'm wearing high socks right now, and I'm not yeah. even playing baseball. <laughs> like legit. <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, Mason has just texted. He's strictly a DH. DH? Yeah. What is he? Is he does, does Mason that bat? means he's can't, he can't play anything. No, no, no but does he bat says. right or left is the question. Oh, I feel like he's a righty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong about that. But, I yeah. bat right, but I can bunt left. Oh. One of those. I can get that. one down from the left side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What does his batting stands look like? Uh, probably Gary Sheffield was the guy that I most. No way. With all that crazy well, bat well, movement well, with listen, the wrist flicking. Listen, I didn't do the flicking, but I did a, a circular motion as okay. a timing mechanism. Like some, a Don Baylor. Some sort of like Don, you know? Yeah. Wow. Don Baylor. Yeah. Great. It's a good pull, pull right? Yeah. Great pull. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've seen me on television, you've seen me twirling a pencil. Yeah. It's a similar sort of situation. I would twirl okay. it just to get yeah. the timing right, and yes. then clutch, swing, let's go. Yeah, Former Angel Don Baylor, of course, amongst many teams that he Groove yeah. was his nickname. Yeah. Uh, uh, May says he used to be a switch hitter. 
Okay. I'll let that one just I'm going to leave that right there. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to leave that one right there. I don't know if he was meaning that as a joke or if he was meaning that. Funch you know, is falling yeah. over himself yeah. in the other yeah. room yeah. right now. I mean, because at one point, he literally has told us he was a switch hitter. You know what I'm saying? I, from like what I understand. Pretending to be someone else that he wasn't. From what so I was understand, that. Yeah. that is a valuable skill in the community. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. Uh, now, let's get to the actual Dodgers scenario. Clayton Kershaw's on the IL. I don't know about you, but I feel like you've heard me say this before. The biggest predictor of future injury is past injury. Sure. And we're at the point where the man's only throwing 85 pitches and he's hurt again. And I am now now not only worried about him, CY, I'm worried about this rotation because even Julio Urias has not necessarily looked great in every single outing that he's been out there, okay? Right. Now, I, I feel like the rest of the rotation has looked better than I anticipated. The Haney's of the world, the Gonzalez of the world, but... They've now lost, I believe, three out of four. Kershaw is on the IL. And I, I think this is a fair thing to say. And I know it, it sucks because I have defended Clayton Kershaw at every turn. Okay? All right. But I can still also be objective and say, I don't know if you can deem Clayton Kershaw dependable anymore. I don't think that going into this season, the expectation of Kershaw was to be dependable. I thought... You know, you're going to get, I don't know, let's say, how many starts did you think you were going to get out of Kershaw this season? I was in the 20 15 range. to 20 range. Yeah, I was like in the low 20s. Personally. Yeah. But yeah. what I didn't think, I did not think that the IR hit, that, you know, it takes a little bit of a summer break, even though I understand that the baseball season is basically during summer. I didn't think it was going to come this early, George. I thought he might be able to get to the all-star break, and then we take a six-week off, you know, one of these inflammation situations. He's taken a break every year, basically, that he's been effective for the Dodgers in the last five years. I didn't think it was going to come this early, and that's what concerns me. The rotation, I think, will work itself out for this reason. They got a gazillion guys on the staff, and the way that they run their staff is just it's not as dependent on starters as a lot of other teams, and they've got enough arm talent that I think they can work through it. Last night's game aside, fantastic comeback, by the way, even though they didn't win. But the Kershaw issue, basically my concern is is that he's not going to be able to end on his own terms. Sedano. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's yeah. actually how I look at this the most because – I don't know that you're going to hand that ball, hand that guy the ball in the playoffs in a big spot. I don't know that you're going to be worried about, I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever goals he wants to achieve, he's already achieved. The question is, what can he do right now for this team? And if he can't take the field and he can't throw, how do you, what, what, what is the transfer of power in terms of who, who he is? And that's, that's tough for me because I know the relationship between him and doc is so important I just really hope that he doesn't he doesn't have to walk away in a way that makes him feel bad about the fact that he chose to come back at all for that one-year deal. Yeah, look, I, I just think that if you're the Dodgers, um, you know, you're just going to have to realize, to your point, Clinton, that this is not going to be something that you're going to be able to – someone no. you're going to be able to count on, no. right? Like, that's just it. Like, you know, you, whatever you get out of him is gravy, I, I think, is the best way to describe it. Uh, I agree, and, you know, it'll be, it'll be a nice – I don't want to, you know, winning time. If you guys watched the season, I have. I've season finale all of winning time, yeah. uh, my man describes the concept of the swan song. Yeah. We might be in that point for uh, Clayton yeah. Kershaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to mention Zastro. No, uh, you know, uh, everybody episodes. at this station is obsessed with Zastro. All right. I mean, I know yeah. a million guys who are in my own family who are just like Zastro. All right. <laughs> I don't need some <laughs> mythical character. 
to make me feel good about that person. Anyway, you had Uncle's Astro yes. somewhere in your house. Man, drove a cab. <laughs> driving to baseball practice all the time. Anyway, all right. Uh, I, I am curious to hear how people because he, speaking of dependable, um, I, I think Clayton Kershaw is in the discussion now for like least dependable superstar athlete. But I think there is one person that trumps him uh, on the current landscape. We'll get to who that is coming up next. It's Sedano and Cap. CY in for Cap here on 710 ESPN. Back in two minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, great song. Oh. Now, do you subscribe to our pal Bomani Jones' theory that Stevie can see more than he lets on? Uh, yeah, but I also, I also don't think that that's as controversial as people think if you've ever actually been in the same room with Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's senses are tremendous. And whether or not he can see you or not, he certainly knows. Are you trying to say like he's Daredevil or something? Like he has like heightened sentence? Bro, man, you know how it works as a human. If if one sense goes away, the others are heightened. This is a real thing, all right? I know this because I've been in a room with him, and that room was a dining room in a restaurant. And I walked in. Never forget this. This is the bar I used to hang out at back when I was in D.C., and the owner, I was walking home. I wasn't even in the place. Guy runs out of the bar. He goes, yo, Yates, Stevie Wonder's in here. I'm like, why are you telling me that? He goes, just come in. So I walk in, and I look at him, Stevie, that is, and I'm just sort of staring, and he's 50 feet away. I could throw a baseball to him, but it would require a throw. And I started saying something. Mans looks right in my face, turns. And I was like, how did he know I was talking about him? Because he could not see me, nor is my voice loud enough. Tell me, man, the force is strong. Stevie's got it. Well, there's a video online. And I remember, you know, back in the day when I did the morning show with Key and LZ, they got really, really mad when I brought this up. And then I showed them the video, and they still didn't want to believe it. Um, And there's he was at some event. Um it was like it looked like some sort of collaboration event where there's a bunch of performers on the stage. Okay. And the microphone stand got bumped and oh. he caught it with one hand without even moving without without even like looking in any other direction. Like he kept looking straight forward, no doing look. his thing, just stuck out his right hand or left hand or whatever it was <laughs> and just caught it and then brought it right back up to center. And I'm like, "What is going on here?" I'm wa- I so watch, I have the video here. Okay. You're going to post gonna it or you're going to put it in you. the community? Yeah, I'm gonna. It's a TMZ link. I'm okay. gonna send it. 
in the in the Sedano and Cab community. So if you, I mean, listen, if you needed incentive to go into the Sedano and Cab community, now this is got exactly it. the time to do this. Okay, listen, I I look blind, legally blind versus I can't see anything are two completely different things. Do I think Stevie can see a couple things? Yeah, but do I think Stevie's other senses are? I don't want to say abnormally, but big time heightened as a result of him being hello a genius musician with a brain for ear you know ear skill to begin with yes number two he's been famous for you know three quarters of his life this guy knows what's going on end of story you're posting it now i uh yeah i think i just posted i thought i did hold on it's not in there i don't see it let me try it again stevie by the way also my older sister dr kim yates's favorite artist not oh, really? Cl- not close. She's got all the records, all the everything. And I'm talking vinyl LP. Isn't she lovely? Yeah. You know, I, mean, I just she... po- it just hit, by okay. the way. All right. So it's in the Sedano and Cap community. Uh, search for Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Uh, if you're not in there, uh, you're really missing out on all the nonsense and shenanigans that we do every day. Headline, is Stevie Wonder not really blind? Not really blind. Two question marks. Yes. Also, I must point out that people still can't find us in the community. Me and Greg were talking about that. He tried to give well, us Well, Twitter's time. got like this yeah. weird thing where not everybody can uh, get yeah. to the community. So I don't we, know we what the hell to do. We just got to let people there. know because they feel like they're blocked. And it's like, no, we don't have nothing no, to do. No, nobody's that. blocked. Yeah. yeah. I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, that's a Twitter mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, Elon apparently doesn't have enough money now for Twitter. Like, your, he your lied boy. to us. Your boy. <laughs> your Mr. Yeah. Mr. Musk. I, again, this is why I don't trust this cat. You know what I mean? Like, he's out there. You know, he basically sold, like, $10 billion worth of stock because he was trying to buy Twitter. And all of a sudden, it's like, oops, oh, sorry, don't actually have the cash. Just going to take my $10 billion of stock. And nobody's going to question it. Right? No. Like, that's not shady. I mean, the guy, listen, I, I don't want to get into a whole discussion. But there, where he's from, people like him, where he's from operate a certain way i yeah. know that yeah for various reasons that have to do with my family and a lot of other things yeah. trust me yeah you don't trust these guys that's what i'm saying so anyway um so it's in this in the sedano cap community the circle of trust if not just google uh is stevie wonder really okay i just wonder- watched this this is first of all okay so have I play, you ever seen this i have seen, seen this. this i have seen this okay. but i play a game on the internet called snag grab or stab when somebody makes a nice catch this is none of those things. This is neither a snag, nor a grab, nor a stab from Stevie. I, I, I don't – this does not actually help the is he not blind. Oh, I disagree. I, mean, I think like, that, that at the very least – You can hear that because he – McCartney – okay, McCartney goes by on the fly route. Right. And he hits, does. Knocks and over the stand. Knocks over the stand. There's no chance he didn't hear that. No yeah. chance. That's what I'm saying. I'm no. looking at it one more time. Here comes McCartney skipping along. Right, hits his head on the microphone, and then he he he, thro- he just it's 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 a, it's a snag. He just throws his left. It's hand a snag out. for you, snag grabber. Stab. To me, that's it's a, a snag. snag. Yeah. yeah, this is a grab for me. Yeah, but I don't think I, I mean I, this is not that like rel- revelatory. Excuse me, Scott used that word yesterday. and It was really good. Or well, two, it, two you know ago. why? Because I used the word. I know, earlier in the but week I'm saying he, he actually it nailed yeah. it two days yeah. ago. It oh was, wow, good for it him. It was fantastic. Yeah. this is revelatory, and I think that it has everything to do with Paul McCartney. Okay, fair enough. Doesn't know how to run his routes. He anyway. does not. Definitely does not. You know, that's something we do well. Yeah. I'm Sean McVay. <laughs> Stop it. I'm done. So I'm anyway. killing that, by the way, immediately. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's, it's done. It's over. It's pa- it, It's definitely it's, done. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's worn out. It's welcome. It's over. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, save it for next year. You know sure. what I mean? Like, it's sure. the off season. You need an off season, too. <laughs> Even the fake Sean McVay needs an off season. Exactly. 
So, anyway. Uh, all right, so I mentioned earlier, is Clayton Kershaw dependable? And we've kind of both come to the conclusion that probably not, right? Like, it's fair to say. Now, I asked then the question, is he the least dependable star in sports? And I would say that despite the five years of injuries, I'd say at least he he's not dependable, but it's not his fault, okay? Right. It's just his body betraying him in a lot of ways. Now, James Harden, on the other hand, that dude, and I got to witness that thing up close and personal yesterday, okay? I was right there for all of this. And all I will tell you is there were a lot of people in that house, okay, in Philly, Mm -hmm. watching this game, both on his team, both former players, also uh, just league people, let's just call them, that were sitting there going, I can't believe this is happening to this dude again, that he is going through. This man just looked disinterested in the game yesterday. Like, I don't know what is happening there. Maybe he does want to get Doc Rivers fired. Maybe he is annoyed about a multitude of things. Or maybe, you know what, Clinton? Maybe he just chokes. I'm going to use a term that is probably not like there's nothing foul about it there's nothing i'm going to say that anybody has to dump but you're going to understand conceptually what i'm saying sometimes when people get to a certain age and they've done a fair amount of things in their life and you see them and somebody else says oh what happened to that person and somebody says they let themselves go right that that, that's where harden is oh he let himself go That, that the discipline in whatever he was doing with his life to be the basketball player he once was that's gone has either departed or atrophied and it's just not there yeah not the guy let himself go it's unfortunate and by the way even when he was that guy these moments were still creeping up all the time yeah i mean if he goes back to the college you know reunion the 15 year reunion you think oh look at james let himself go you know, yeah, one, right. One of those. One, it's, yeah. it's, it's a one of those situations, and it's too bad because your boy Maury loved him. And I think he loved him right at the point where, like, okay, you want to marry him, but you're not gonna get the same part of the. You know what I mean? Like, you're not getting the same version. Yeah. And everybody knows that you can have him forever, but you're only getting that person. You're not getting the person beforehand. I mean, we always do this thing where, oh, my God, Player X is the worst contract ever. I mean, we did it not that long ago to Chris Paul, and he's been pretty damn good. Which, by the way, I do want to get to some Chris Paul stuff here in a minute, too. Okay. But but this thing, the, the difference between, like, Chris Paul and, like, James Harden is, to your point, is Chris Paul's not let himself go. Not remotely. Chris Paul has had injury issues again Chris Paul and Clayton Kershaw to me has have a lot in common okay, okay there's there's some parallels there for you no question about it now Clayton's gotten over that championship hump but that Chris hasn't yeah correct but very similar they are maniacs okay about what they do yep. for a living uh, I, I it's funny like you know I've done some games recently with JJ Redick and he told me stories about how he'd come over to Chris's house to watch games and he'd be on the couch, and Chris would be on the massage table with his masseuse, like, you know, working with him. And then the guy would – then they'd stretch him. And, like, you know, JJ's hang, hanging out, you know, having a cocktail and right. watching the game. And Chris is, like, doing all his workout stuff to keep his body right. Like, he's a maniac all day, every day. 
And I feel like Clayton Kershaw is kind of like that too. He's a maniac. But James Harden, James Harden is really in a tough spot because I don't know. You say he's let himself go. Yeah. But in some cases when you let yourself go, you can perhaps bring that back a little bit. There's a freedom, There's a freedom in letting yourself go that doesn't seem to be there. But I don't know if that's the case with him. Like I think James Harden may be washed. The one we the James Harden we knew, it might be washed. Not coming back. Right. Like even if I don't know, let's just let's just say he went to like some team where he literally could shoot fifty times a game. You don't think he'd score thirty points a game? Oh, I mean, if he shot how many again? I don't know. I mean I'm just saying if he went to yeah, if he shot some sort of crazy and efficient. Yeah, if he went back to the Houston Rockets, who's like a you know nineteen win team or whatever, right? And they gave him forty shots a game. No, but I'm saying, do you think the skills not there, or do you think the desires not there? I think it's a little of both. I think he has no first step anymore. It's it's done. It's gone. He can't get past Max Struess, bro. <laughs> and look, I'm not saying I'm not trying to demean Max Struess. He. You know, he's one of these dudes that you look at him and you're like, who's that dude? And he actually can ball. I 95% mean, scored... of the listening audience has no idea who that person is. That dude scored 20-something points yesterday. He was like the second leading scorer behind Jimmy Butler. Okay? <laughs> I mean, but he couldn't get past Max Struess. Well, what do we expect here? I mean, like, at a certain point, I'm not mad at Harden for this reason. This is how he played for years. High contact, heavy traffic, you know, maneuverability. Not something that we thought was necessarily going to translate to a long-term, you know, sort of, I don't know, longevity in terms of what he was going to be able to apply. It was going to shut down at some point. Right. You know, Mello, Mello reminds me of the same kind of thing. You know, one of the yes. last American ball hogs. Yeah. You know, it was going to shut down at some wow. point. That would be a great documentary. It's a great. Uh, the last American Who wrote the story? I'm, I'm, I'm stealing that headline from somebody who wrote that story. But, yeah, you know, he Harden was sort of the second coming of – Exactly what I just said. The last American ball hog. And once you lose it, it's gone. Yep. It's over. And Bede clearly could see it with his own face. And that was probably the hardest part to watch. And, and let me tell you something. I, you know, maybe John's on to something. I, I'll tell you this. And this, and, and I say this, this, I know people are not going to believe me when I say this. This is not a conversation I had with Doc Rivers or James Harden yesterday, okay? Okay. Despite me being in the building and having communicated with both of them. But what I'm telling you is, I feel like, you know when you talk about, like, talk to someone about someone else? Like, you can, I feel like you can tell right away if they love that person or they have, like, if they're really into that person. For example, when I talk to Doc Rivers about Tyrese Maxey, his... He looks like a proud papa talking about Tyrese Maxey. His ear, from, you know, smiles ear to ear. Like, he, I love that kid. Like, he does not stop talking about him. He's like the, you know, the, the, the favorite son right now. Passes the vibe check. When he talks about Harden, and this is on the record, okay, he'll be like, you know, James, you know, he may not be, just like Joel said, hey, you know, he's not like the Houston James anymore, but, you know, he's still an amazing passer. And it's like, Okay, but you're not really talking about him glowingly. He's a playmaker, apparently, these days. Right, and it's like there's clearly a disconnect there. And I would say when you talk to James about Doc, he's you know he he plays it kind of standard, very cliche is what I would say. So I I just feel like that thing is headed for divorce, and Daryl Morey is going to be caught in between. Who's got the biggest off-season hurdle to jump? Not name the Lakers. It's got to be the Sixers, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think, well, th- they're right up there. They're like the Spider-Man meme right now, those two in some ways, like for sure. All right, coming up next, I do want to get into Chris Paul a little bit because that thing was a disaster yesterday. And he, he, crazy enough, he was 36 like a week ago. And then in like the last six days as he turns 37, he looks 37 all of a sudden. I don't understand what's happening there. But I want to get into Chris Paul. And Kyrie Irving said something that I don't think any sports fan wants to hear from their athlete on their favorite team. We'll get to that coming up. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, CY, you're here for Captain. Do In the sequel, do you believe that Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone has to make an appearance? Okay, so two things. Number one, when I was on my way to Hollywood Park Casino yesterday, I was driving along, I can't remember the name of the road, but there was a big... Top Gun Maverick billboard right. that I was looking at on the way there right before I made that left into there. And second thing, reminder, I'm Clinton Yates, television's Clinton Yates, president of the Handsome Man community, black man from Washington, D.C., born in the 80s. I've never seen Top Gun all the way through. Wow. It ain't that great, Clint. I watched I, it recently. I, I believe you. Okay. Again, are there any black wow. people in Top Gun? No. There are no black people in Top Gun. Oh, but there will be black people well, in a sequel, how I heard. about that? There will be. I wonder yes. why I've never hey, seen it. I mean, listen. I, I mean, look, you know, I, and I, I can respect that. I'm just you know, saying. Look, I watched Star Wars in, growing up, and, mm. uh, you know, there were no Latino people. I mean, hell, we didn't even get a Latino person until most recently in Star Wars. I get that. I'm not. I mean, I'm we not, weren't even. We were, we were not part of the future, apparently. <laughs> First of all, it is a. Ga- <laughs> oh, my goodness. George, that's a terrible mistake. In a galaxy far, far away. A long, long time Ago is the point. It's in the past. Yes. Anyway, yeah. my point is, is that there's many movies from that era where I'm like, I, yeah, sorry, don't know. You know, just just didn't watch them. Ferris Bueller, Top Gun. Oh, that's a good a one, though. Of them. Ferris like, Bueller, I, oh my I, goodness. I haven't seen these movies. Sorry, don't know about them. Nothing Ferris Bueller, no? Never seen that top, to, you know, front to back. No way. Right. No, wow. just bits and pieces. You, sure, I've seen yeah, some yeah. scenes. But you get the gist of it. I get yeah. the gist. I know what's going on. But let me tell you something else. I'm seeing Top Gun Maverick in the movie theater. Okay. 100%. Okay. I have been convinced by the people in my life that I need to do this. And I'm going to do it for a bit because I have no idea what the first movie is about. We'll see if it stands alone. Did you guys see Doctor Strange already? No. There is a Latina in there. Okay. Crossing borders. I'm yeah. just saying. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, look, the, Disney, uh, when they did Star Wars, they definitely hooked us up. We got a lot more Latinos in there. We had, I mean, Jimmy Smith obviously was Jimmy in. Jimmy Smith uh, had a couple of nice appearances. Yeah. Very diplomatic yeah. in the vestments, et cetera. And then well, who was the guy? The guy's name in uh, Rogue One. What's his name? Um, he's famous. Uh, there's Latino a couple. There's Diego, a, Diego, right? Diego Luna. Yes. Diego Luna. Diego Luna's Luna. in it. And he, then uh, Poe Dameron is uh, is also Latino. I believe he's uh, Brazilian. Um, I saw Itumama Tambien in the theater for those. Oh wow! Know. Look at that kind of that's a hell of a pull by exactly. you, Itumama Tambien. You know what I'm saying? Your boy. It's an excellent movie. Did not see it in the theater. I, so I did. good. Very, so very. Good. It was a very weird watch, but you know there were other people there. It was you know if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But yes, um, Star Wars opened the doors 
you know, very uh, late but very timely in terms of manner. Because nowadays, you watch the Star Wars flick, you're like, oh, wow, look at this. Looks like the normal world. I love it. Uh, apparently, Siobhan Roberts says there is one black person in Top Gun. Who? I don't know. She didn't say who, though. Nobody knows. This. Right. Mystery black. Nobody it's a dude knows. from Insecure. One of the dudes from Insecure. Okay. Oh, she. Oh, but do you think she's referring to the new one or the old one? The new one. The new one. Oh, the new one. The okay. new one. Yes, right. yes, yes, right. yes. Siobhan saw the movie? All right. That's what's up. <laughs> Damn. And also, I've heard, you know, I've seen the reviews about Top Gun 2. Like, they're saying it's better better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Yes. And by the way, uh, Siobhan is, is, you know, her maiden name is Roberts. Her new, her uh, married name is Monterrosa. Yes. So, yes. Some of Jeez. us have met the human whose name that name is after. Yes. Great guy. Legit. Yeah. Uh, Yes, Mark Cates has just texted me. Yes, there's a black person in Top Gun. Uh, call sign Sundown. He was awesome. That's not okay. <laughs> Sundown is his name? That's Are his, we serious? Uh, that's his fighter pilot name. Do we know what Sundown means? Nope. Los Angeles, let me explain something to you. Nope, sundown towns are towns where black folks have to get out of town before sundown or else they were legally allowed okay. to be lynched. This okay. is not what you want to name people. Okay. My goodness, that's not great. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. But thank you for the update, Case. Yes. My yes. goodness. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you. I, hey, listen. Talk to the people at the 20th Century Fox or whoever. Also, you know Peter I mean? on our oh, circle of trust put goodness. that up there, too. Wow. I'm not blaming anybody for that. I just, I didn't know that. That's, yeah. wow. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. So, anyway, Kenny Loggins. Does he make it return? We'll see, I guess. Yeah. I'm guessing no. The soundtrack will probably be updated. Or maybe there'll be, like, some sort of techno version of Kenny Loggins. I like will. An EDM version. I'll give you. Here's, here's what's going to happen. I'll go to that movie, and I'll give a full review. I'll take notes. I'll buy the soundtrack. I'll do wow. all of that. I'll do all okay. of that. I'll let you people know how much it moves my needle and how much it gets my melanin moving. Okay. Before sundown. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So, Chris Paul. Yes. He has been really bad the last few yeah. games. And it was crazy. The man was 36 years old in 364 days. He was balling. Okay. Turned 37. And the lights have... Come out, basically. Now, I do think there are a couple things that are that are being done differently to him when I watch these games, okay? okay. Uh, number one, they are attacking him, okay? Like, Luca is like, oh, no, no, no. You, want, you guys thought I, I'm the weak link on defense? Okay, well, Chris may not be a weak link. He's going to try, and he's a better defender than me, but he's way smaller than me. So I'm going to go at him, make him work on defense. That way he doesn't have the same energy to work on offense. And, I, and that, to me, has worked in a lot of ways. That, to me, is the biggest thing that I've noticed in this series. And Chris has had a struggle, basically, as they've gone at him on that end, and he's had to kind of try to hold his own. This is always the case with Chris Paul, though. And when people get to talking about load management and what things are in terms of guys trying to keep their bodies in shape to get through the playoffs – Chris Paul is the guy that, I mean, I remember this. George, you remember this. When the Rockets had things going, I thought the Rockets were a team, I used to call them the Arugulas back in the day, that could unseat the Warriors. They were that good. Guess what? Chris Paul got injured. And injuries are one thing. And I'm not going to sort of put them in the same camp, but there's just something about this point of the season for certain guys that if you can't make it through it, you can't make it through it. And one of the things about Luka that I like a lot is that, sure, He scores a lot of buckets, sure. He's got an old man game, but he's a big dude. 
And for him oh my to God, be he's able, a hu- people he's don't humongous. Realize that. People don't like, realize I, how large of a human no, he is. No, 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 no. To your point, the TV does not do it, it justice. Doesn't. It okay? doesn't. And that's a smart move by the Mavericks, is what I'm saying, is to let him use his size. Josh Allen running the football type of scenario. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, yes. let that guy be a big guy. I think it's working out, unfortunately, because the matchup against Paul it's not working out in their favor. I'm stunned this series is at seven games. Stunned yeah. because yeah. of exactly what you're talking about. Well, and Dallas at home has shot the ball really well, That's too. True. There's that. And, and here's the thing. Between Luka defend, and then on offense, when he's on offense, Chris Paul, it's Luke, it, Luka's not defending. It's Reggie Bullock yeah. or Bullock, excuse me. Um, and Dorian Finney-Smith, like they're putting their two best defenders on him and Booker, and they're between those two, they're just they're they're switching between the two, um, and and that's and that's caused problems for Chris on the offensive end because it's, you're talking about two long defenders in his face. It's something that Monty's going to have to figure out. Like I I don't think that's that the Chris Paul situation is something you can just wait on and assume it's going to get better. I think you've got to make an adjustment. I'm not sure that I know what it is. And he, he, yeah, I don't know what it is either. I don't get paid enough to know that either. <laughs> but um, this, though, I, I'm starting to see the mortality of Chris Paul again. And what I'm saying is they were up 2-0 last year in the finals and lost, okay? Yeah. And Giannis was crowned, and now Giannis is, you know, once you've won the 16 games, Clinton, yep. man, it, it's just like a superpower. Like, you never feel like you're out of it, okay? You look at the look at what happened to Milwaukee the other night, right? They were down fourteen with six minutes to go. Do you know the last time that somebody won a game like that, fourteen with six minutes to go? Tell you me. have to go back to the two thousand six NBA Finals where Dwayne Wade went supernova on the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, okay, wow. in yeah. a in a in in game three Borderline of that series, different era of the game. Yeah, right, right. But that's how far back you have to go. So that's my point: is that. For Chris Paul, this might be his last best chance, is what I'm saying. Oh, I believe that anyway. I mean, that, that, that to me is not the controversy. To me, the tragedy is, is it ever going to happen? You know, or how, how high does he rank on the guys who never got a ring list if he doesn't get one this year or next year or whenever it is he might retire? How high is Chris Paul on that list for you? Is he higher than Barkley? Probably not. But no, but he's he's in that category. He's of, in that category, man. Yeah, he's like Barkley, Ewing, all those guys that didn't yeah. get one because of Jordan, basically. Right. Reggie Miller, right? Like, yeah. Oh, it's too bad. I mean, because yeah. I, the thing about it is, too, is that also there's a certain cadre of humans who kind of don't like Chris Paul oh, because no of the question. way he he's, plays. Yeah. And yeah, there's, yeah. There's, this, there's this notion that, like, oh, he kind of deserves this. If he wasn't being like that, he would he'd be able to make it through a season. I don't feel like that about Chris. No, I mean, I get I don't it. Either. But I, I just – Man, I, I hope he can finish. I don't really care if they win or lose. Obviously, I'm not a Suns fan. You just wanted to get to wherever the end is. I wanted to get to wherever the end is exactly right. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming up next, Kyrie. I didn't get to the Kyrie story. Kyrie is going to infuriate a lot of sports fans, is what I'm going to say. Okay? And this is specifically about sports. This isn't about anything else. Okay? And then Doc Rivers was trying to get fired yesterday. I am convinced of that. <laughs> and if you're a Laker fan, if you want him, I still think there's a path, and if you don't want him, you may not want to listen to what I have to say coming up next. We have all that coming up in two minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.